This is a fascinating Rashi Sicha that revolutionizes the understanding of the sheer, the amount of how much chala, how much dough has to be separated when and given to the Kayan with a inyanim ufloim, with some incredible halachic relevance and a very beautiful, powerful lesson at the end in our faith in Hashem. In the Pasuk says, the beginning of your dough, you should separate chala, like the truma of the and the truma of the silo, so you should give the, the separation of chala. What's the reference of Truma, which is referring to Truma Gedoyla, the Truma that is given to the Kayan? Shall I never Bashir? That it was not an amount was not given. even one chita, one wheat stalk, could pater could exempt an entire uh, entire pile of produce. Not like Trumas Meiser. Trumas Meiser is the separation that the Levi gives to the Kayan from the Meiser that he got. The, the, the owner, the homeowner, the, the, or the uh, person gives a tithe, a 10% to the levy. The levy then gives 10% to the kayin. That's called Trumas Meiser. So there's an amount, 10%. So therefore, but by Trumas Goyden, there's no amount. And so to by Chala, the Torah does not give us an amount. The Chalam did give a shear. The Chalam did designate an amount of Trumas of Chala. If it's a householder, a private person at home, they give one twenty-fourth of the dough, which is approximately 4%. A baker, a commercial baker, will give one forty-eighth of his dough, which is approximately 2%. So the Rebbe is going to ask us six questions on every single detail of this Rashi. Number one, Aleph. Rashi is Rashi only quotes uh, ideas that are relevant to Halacha if it also has a connection to Pesut Mikra, to understanding the Pasuk. I have come to do nothing but I understand what Rashi is telling us, the fact that there's no shear, there's no amount, unlike Trumas Maise that does have an amount. Because this explains why the Pasuk says that Chala should be like Trumas Goyren, which is Trumas Gedoyla, and not like any other kind of Truma that has an amount. But what is the relevance of the few, the, the, the rest of Rashi that Chachamim did designate an amount to the Pasuk? The Pasuk tells us that you have to give Chala. The Pasuk tells us, So Rashi tells us, there's no shear, there's no amount for the Chala, The fact that the Halacha is that there is an amount, that's relevant to the Halachas for him. Why is it relevant to Rashi and Pesudah Mikra? Base. Next question. Even if we'll accept that when he brings, when Rashi tells us that there's no amount for Chala, this is only from the Chumash, from the Torah, but the Rabbanon did give, did designate an amount. So even if we're going to accept that that's what Rashi is trying to accomplish here, to tell us one second, don't make a mistake and think that 
even the halacha, there's no shear, there is a shear. It still remains not understood. Why does Rashi have to explain what the amount is? Which is not relevant, seemingly, to the understanding of the Pasik. When Rashi is not a Sefer, Rashi is not a Halacha Sefer. He's coming to explain the Pasik. So even if Rashi feels that the person has to know that there is an amount, but what the amount is, that's relevant to halacha, not to the pasik. Gimel. And let's build on that. When I feel like, even if we want to explain that Rashi wants, that we should have some sort of idea what is the amount of halah. It would have sufficed for Rashi to say that the householder gives one twenty-fourth. But thus is the shear was a shaykh on a gale rebunayadam, which is the amount that is applicable and relevant to the majority of people. And this is how we find it in Targum Yenison. Chachet is weiter from Sudhis Omikavi Pirish Rashi, though usually he is further away from the basic understanding of the Psukim than Rashi is. But in this case, as a break, nor the Shir he brings only the amount that the general people, that the most people would bring, 124th. So we're now going back to Rashi. Why does Rashi have to add that a baker would give 148th? Dalit. Nochmer. Really, the whole idea that we're discussing an amount is really a contradiction to itself. Rashi is contradicting himself. He begins out telling us the chal is like truma, uh, which does not have an amount. Not like truma that does have an amount. Not only is the Torah not giving us or telling us the amount, nor the amount. That the way you should give it should be like Truma. It should be separated without an amount. So how does that fit with the fact that Rashi says that there is a shear? If you would say Terry didn't tell it to us, so the Chacham had to tell it to us, it's one thing. But the way Rashi tells it to us is that the style in which it should be separated should be without an amount. As if to say, every time you do something else, whatever, whatever comes off when you separate. So how could that fit with the fact that in Psutei Shal Mikra there's a shear? There's a shear. But in Psutei Shal Mikra, either there is a shear or there isn't a shear. Hey, umizet. And because of this, this leads us to question, hey, even if for some reason, which, we're, which is what we're asking. But let's say Rashi does want to tell us that Chacham gave us the amount, including the details that a baker, that a, that a, a balabayas gives 124th and a baker gives 148th. In the second Pasik, where it says the words, you should give a Truma to Hashem. Over there, Rashi explains that because we weren't told an amount for Chala, the Torah tells us you should give it. It doesn't say the word Tarimu like it does in the first Pasik. 
But it does. It says the word titnu. From this we learn it should be kedai sina. It should be something worthwhile giving. It should have some substance to it, some value to it. Over there would have made perfect sense that after the Torah says that despite I didn't give you a shear, an amount, nevertheless it has to be Kedai Nesina, it would make perfect sense to say, Chacham explained what is this Kedai Nesina, 124th or 148th. And this is how the Sifri does it. The Sifri brings on this Pasuk, it should have enough to be worthwhile of a gift to the Kayan. From this you learn that the amount of challah for a balabais is 124th, and for a nachtoim, for a baker, it's 148th. So just like the Sifri does it over there, why wouldn't Rashi do it over there? It seems that it would fit much better, because in the first Pasik, it's a stira. It seems to be a stira, a contradiction within itself. You tell me there's no shear, then you tell me there is a shear. So, but in the second pasik, it would have made sense. Then the first pasik, there's no, there's no shear. But then the second pasik tells us that even though I'm telling you no shear, but it can't be crumbs. It can't it has to be something of, uh, that's worth giving. And then now she could explain what is kedai nesina, uh, as the chacham explained the chacham no shear. And the last question that we have over here is liidach. On the other hand. If you're already telling me the shiurim, I have one more question. Once Rashi does specify the details of the amounts that the Chacham gave, for the Balabayis it's 124th, and for the Baker it's 148th. Why does Rashi not explain the reason? Like in Sifri. Sifri says very simple that the Nachtaim has a much bigger dough. So if you give a smaller piece, it's still an honorable piece because a small percentage, it's still an honorable piece because the dough is so big. But the Balabayis, which usually uses, cooks, bakes, sorry, a smaller dough, then if you're going to give 148th, it's going to be very, very minute. So therefore you give 124th, so it should be something of Chashivus. That's what the Sifri explains. Rashi doesn't explain that. Which implies that once Rashi specifies the amount, for statement we can the, the reason is self-understood. But at this point, we don't know the reason. We, we don't know why. We don't know. We don't know what that self-understood reason is. So we're asking, why does Rashi not tell us the reason? So very quickly, number one, why does the Rashi have to tell us the Chachamim If he does, why does he have to tell us what the shear is? If he wants to tell us the shear, why does he have to tell us both the shear of the Balabayis and the shear of the baker? Number four, how is it not a stira within the one Rashi, where on the one hand he says you should give it without a shear, and then he says that there is a shear? And if, and if he wants to tell us the shear, why doesn't he wait to the next Pasik, where he says Kidei Nesina, and explain what the Kidei is and why does Rashi not explain to us the reason, the difference between a balabais and a nachtaim, a regular person at home, and the baker? And right away in Siv Beis, we're going to have the beer, and this is the side of the entire sicha. There's one word in the first pasik, and that word is the key word, chala. It says chala tarimutruma. You should you should separate a separation of chala. And the Rebbe is going to teach us that because of this one word, Rashi feels compelled to explain that there is a shear because we have to explain what Chala is and what Chala is telling us. This one word is going to answer all of our questions. The beer of the Pashtos. From them, what's the Pashtos? 
The fact that the Pasuk says that you should give it like teruk, like teruma, and this, which as Rashi tells us, means there's no amount, one would understand that even a mashu, even a, a, a minute, the minutest amount would suffice. So this raises a question in the Pshat of the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, from the beginning of your dough, you should separate Chalo. Is Rashi Mefarej, Rashi explains, One Chalo should be taken as a separation for Hashem. Rashi explains, Chalo Turtil Vilaz. In Old French, it would be Turtil, which is maybe like a tortilla, was thus made a kuchen. How do how was it explained? A kuchen. Kuchen literally means a cake. In this case, we'll call it a loaf. In the Lushen of Gemara, it's charora. Charora, a small loaf. So the Rashi says that chala tarimutruma, you have to take a, 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 you have to separate a chala, which is a loaf. The fees of kosher. And this raises a question. We came in Zogin as a frosos chala is kitrumas goiren. How can you say that chala has to be separated like truma without an amount? If the posik tells us that it has to be a chala, and a loaf of chala has an amount. It could be a very small chala, but it's not a mashu. It's something. So how do you reconcile kitrumas goiren, which means there's no shear, and chala, which is a kuchen, a tortil? The Rebbe is Rashi Meisif in Zayim Pirish, and therefore Rashi has to add umbavarent and clarifies as chot loy nemar boshir. Although the Torah did not give us an amount for for the chala, aval hayes as the Torah rufdes on chala turtil. But since Torah is referring to it as a chala, is chachamim nosnu shir. The chachamim gave a shir. Rashi has to tell this to us in order to explain the word chala. Even though it means a regular loaf without an amount, it nevertheless shows that there has to be some level of importance, of substance, to the piece that is being separated. You can suffice with crumbs. And therefore the Chachamim say not just that it has to be something of echos, of quality, a loaf. What, how do you define a loaf? The Chachamim gave a quantitative amount, 124th or 148th. Rashi has to say this, because otherwise you're going to say, what does it mean chalo? What does it mean tortil? How do, how, what, does that, what does that word mean? So therefore, therefore Rashi explains, Chachamim nos nushir, to be that Torah does not tell us the amount. Torah does not tell us the amount, but nevertheless, Torah does uh, say that a mashu is not enough, and therefore Chachamim gave a shir. So that answers our first question. Why does Rashi get involved with Chacham Nasnashir? The answer is because it says Chala. The Ben Chamis the Mikra is going to say, one second, how could you say there's no shear? And, and at the same time, uh, uh, which would imply that a mashu is enough if it says chala, which is more than a mashu. So, so, so Rashi says, you're right. Chum said that, it, that a taka cannot be a mashu, has to be more than that. But then we ask the question, why does it have to tell us what the shear is? And why does it have to tell us both the Balabais and the Nachter? So the Rebbe continues to explain in Siv Gimel. 
Just to say that Chachamim gave an amount without telling us what the amount is would not be enough, would not suffice. Since a loaf does not have a specific amount, there's chalas of all different uh, sizes, you have little tiny bulkalach, little tiny chala rolls, and then you have simcha chalas that are six feet long. So you would think, if, if Rashi had just said, you would think that that shear is a quantitative amount, which means to say, an isarin, for example. As we find by other carbonus, uh, like by the carbon toida, Rashi says, there has to be, there was 40 different loaves, and there was, there was 10 of each type, and then there was, each one was an isarin. The size of the challah was an isarin. So, over, so it doesn't matter the size of the loaf. It doesn't matter what you were doing. This, it gave you a specific amount uh, let's say in using in our languages, six ounces, whatever it is, it would give you a specific amount. You would think that Chalm Nosh Nushir means a Shir Kavua, a designated, specific, specified amount. Therefore, Rashi clarifies that in this case it's not like that. The Chachamim were designating an amount relative to the dough, that the Balabais gives a 24th of the entire dough, and the Nachtoim, the baker, gives a 48th of the entire dough. Rashi feels it's necessary for us to understand what kind of shear are we talking about. In order for it to be chala, in order for it to be a, a, something of substance, it has to be relative to the dough, to, to the overall dough that's being prepared. This is why Rashi has to say what the shear is, so that way we know that it's a, that it's a relative amount and not a fixed amount. Oh, now we're going to address um, why it has to say echad mer boy mushmeina that the baker gives one forty eighth, and at the same time it's going to explain to us why Rashi doesn't say it himself and why we have to figure it out. Since this is very important, since this year, the amount that Chachamim gave, it's not just a random uh, uh, thought that the Chachamim had. It's connected to the fact, and it comes from, it's based upon the fact that the Pasuk calls it Chala. As we just explained, because the Pasuk said Chala, and Chala is a Inish al Chashivus, therefore the Chachamim gave an amount. Is move on from what Rashi Dafnit Mazmas and the Tam of the Tzvei Fashidnus Yunu from Balabayis Unachtem. Itself it's understood why Rashi does not explain why there are different amounts. Itself understood. Since you're basing it on Chala, so obviously, if different types of people have different types of Chalos, then their amounts of what their Chala is. Is going to what the chala is going to depend on their chala. It was if the chachamim gave a shear because they felt that it wasn't nice to give a kain such a small amount. So you could say, you know, once you're giving him something, you're giving him something. But since it's coming from the word chala, we want to teach you that the that the amount has to be something that it has a chashivus to it. Then depending on your chala, it's going to depend the chashivus. And therefore, as the Rebbe is going to explain in the Sikha, I'm just giving a little uh, introduction. Um, therefore, it's obvious that Balabayas and Nachtim have different types of chala, and therefore they have different types of amounts for separation. 
And here the Rebbe explains. The chalav was a balabayis, was a nitkinum and bak. The chalav that a balabayis bakes, then a chalav is gedoyinus lefiyerich. Are usually larger chalas. That's number point number one. They're larger chalas. If he's ready baking a whole, a whole, uh, a whole isa, the chalas that are going to come from there are going to be nice size chalas. Un number two, it's for himself. He's feeding for himself, his family, maybe even his guests. But it's for his own house. It's for his own benefit. So the entire challah is for his own benefit. Therefore, we expect from him a larger amount. A, his challahs are bigger. And B, everything that he's baking is for himself. And therefore, we expect of him to give a larger amount. Conversely, the baker is baking for various different types of Clients, but anim unashirim both poor ones or wealthy ones. So therefore, he's also going to be baking smaller chalas to be able to sell to the uh, lesser wealthy uh, 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 buyers. point, what he gets out of this is only the profit. After paying off his expenses of the of the flour and the wood for the fire, etc., etc. So number one, he's baking smaller chalas. Number two, he, he his profit margin is much smaller. His gain for himself is much smaller. Therefore, he gives a smaller portion because a he's baking smaller things and b he's gaining less. So therefore, we give, we only expect of him to give a smaller portion. The Rebbe Bavar in R13 that if if Rashi's shita Rashi's approach was like we said earlier in the name of the Sifri that the Nachtim has a bigger isa and therefore he can give he can give more then Rashi should have explained this especially since Rashi told us earlier and we're going to get to this in a moment that the, that regardless of it's of a balbais or if it's a Nachtim the the isa is is the same size. Uh, the minimum, he says, the same size. It's one forty. It's forty third and a fifth of of the equivalence of, of an egg. So therefore, if it, so, also the balabais has a big isa. So if that was the reason, then Rashi would have had to explain it. Explain it. From the fact that Rashi doesn't explain it, it means that it must be connected to something that Rashi uh, that, that that is self understood, and therefore it connects to the word chala, and the chalas that they're making are different, and therefore their amounts are different. When our piece is moving past us, but Rashi brings Beidish Yudim, and now we understand why Rashi brings both amounts. The Balabais will not him, but him Kishem be called a singing. But Chazam and Rosh Nebi Shir is all he said. Zevas Tetir is Akdim Lashon Chala Turtil Tarimutrum Kanal. Since the whole idea that the Chazam gave an amount is based on the fact that the Torah says Chala, and we Tashi explain Turtil a loaf. So too, the reason to differentiate between the regular person and the, and the nachtim, the baker, in in the amount is understood. Since their chalas are different, therefore what they're going to give from it is also going to be different. In addition to all this, there's a whole other reason why Rashi brings two shiurim. As follows. 
Rashi tells us how big does the dough have to be in order to be mechoyim and challah, which means if a person bakes a very small amount of dough, he doesn't have to separate challah from it. Only if it's a significant dough do you have to separate challah. What makes a significant dough? Oimer lagul goylos. The amount of an oimer, just like by the mon, each person got an oimer, so too when you're baking challah, if the amount is an oimer, then you have to separate challah from it. What is the amount of an oimer? Mem gimel beitzim v'choymesh beitzah. 43 and a third of, of Beitzim, uh, of the equivalent of eggs. Is, now follow this. That Rashi said that the Balabais gives a 24th and not explained about the Nachten, about the baker. Then we would think, let's think about this. If your, your, your total amount is 43 and a fifth and you're taking a 24th from that, if you do the math, it comes out approximately 1.8. So it's 1.8 kabeya or kabeim. Kabeya. Then you would, it would imply that Chacham are telling us that what is considered a, a significant amount, an important amount, more than a kabeya. Which contradicts to the Ben Chamesh, which contradicts some of the things we learned earlier. Earlier, for example, that ever, the, the example that ever brings in order 16 is about Tumas Eichlin, but Eichlin, food that's Tomei. How big does a piece of food have to be in order to make something else Tomei? The, the amount is a Kabeya, the equivalent of an egg, as Rashi says over there, because that's the amount a person can swallow. A person can't swallow more than a Kabeya. So we already learned that what makes a Shir Chashiv a Kabeya. So if you would, Rashi would tell us that in order for that the amount of chala to be separated is 1.8 kabeya, then it would seem that, a, that, a, that what Chachamim hold, that you have to have more than a kabeya in order to have a shear of chashivas, of importance. Therefore, Rashi adds that by a baker, it's 148. As it's from kabeya, which, which that adds up to 0.9 kabeya, 90% of, a, of an egg. Not a full egg, but this tells us that uh, that challah could be even less than the kabeya, and therefore we know that chashivus is even less than a kabeya, which is consistent with what we said. What we said till now that a kabeya is a number is an amount of chashivus. So therefore, this is another reason why Rashi tells us about the nacht and about the baker to clarify to us that this is not about that chashivus is more than a kabeya because there is a certain type of person that can give even less than a kabeya and that also counts as chala. So if we go back to our questions, why does, it, why do, why does I say chacham nos nushir? Because it says the word chala. Why does the, why does the chacham, why does that tell us what the shear is? Because he wants to tell us that it's relative and not fixed. Why does Rashi add lenachtoim echad me'aboyim ushmoyna? Number one, because since it says the word challah, so it, it, it's dependent on the size of the challah. And the nachtoim is baking a smaller challah and making less off the challah, and therefore we, therefore he gives less uh, uh, amount. Number two, because Rashi wants to clarify that a shear of chashivos could be even less than the kabeya, which is how it is by the nachtoim. The next question we asked is why there's a stira 
in the Rashi, Rashi says there's no shear, and then he says there is a shear. The answer is Leinamar Bashir. The Torah doesn't give us an amount, but because it says the word chala, therefore Chachamim felt that we have to tell us what the amount is. And if the question is why doesn't Rashi wait till the next pasik, like in, in question hey, the answer is very simple because it's already in this pasik that it says the word chala, and therefore Rashi has to answer the question what does it mean the word chala, and, and explains Chachamim nos nushir. And number six, why does Rashi not explain the difference between Balabais and Nachtim? The answer is because it's moving myatzmoy itself understood, since the whole thing is based, founded on the word challah, then if the pe people have different types of challah, then there's going to be different types of amounts, and it's self-understood. In Sif Dawud and Hay, the Rebbe is going to bring a different stira, another stira that Mepharshi Rashi ask on Rashi. The Rebbe is going to bring three different opinions, three answers from Mepharshi Rashi, and then the Rebbe is going to explain that based on what we said until now, these Mepharshirashi are not correct, at least according to Pesudu Shal Mikra, and the Rebbe's approach is very different. As we know, usually when the Rebbe uses the term Yonim Mufloim, he's returning to, he's referring to Inyanim in Halacha. So one of the, of the Inyanim Mufloim, there's a discussion on the contradiction in the Pesudu but in them, past exactors shall never be sheer. Chulu have a chum nos nushir le balabais. Nos nushir le balabais. Echad mikhav dal dal nachtim echad mimches. But as mashmaz min ateres kiklal kishir nishta. In this first pasuk, Rashi says that the Torah does not give us a sheer an amount, but the chachamim do give a sheer, which is mashmaz that midayraisa min atayra. There's no sheer, even the minutest amount would suffice. And midarabonon there is a sheer. When in pasuk titnu la Hashem. Then in the next pasuk, Rashi says, from the word titnu, we learn that asvi kedeinasina, which means even minatayda, it has to have a, a certain shear, a certain amount, more than a mashu, that a mashu would not be enough, a, a, a small amount would not be enough. So this is not the same stira that we asked in question dal. The question dal we asked the stira in this Rashi itself, and he starts out saying there's no shear, and then he says chacham no shear. And that we answered that there's no shear, but the Chacham will give us a shear because the Torah says chalo. But now these Mepharshi Rashi have a different question. Is there a shear or is there no shear? From the Pasik Kitrumas Geiren, it's Mashma from Rashi that there's no shear. From the Pasik Titnu, Kedai Nesina, it's Mashma that there is a shear. So here are the explanations from the Mepharshi Rashi. The Reim, the fact that Rashi says that Titnu Hashem that it should have uh, uh, something uh, uh, worth giving is not an asmach to Baalma, is only something to rely on. Midrabanon or Midraisa is takak nitaki shir of Chala. Midraisa there's no shir. Kitrumas Goyden means there's no shir. Midraisa there's no shir. And the Chachamim gave a shir and Kedenisina is an asmach. It's something they rely on. Something they they, they, they they use to support themselves better than rely. Uh, is a support to, 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 to the Midrabon. Their Gur Arye, the Maral, Zokt. As Kedena Sin is the Mitzvah with the Kama. Kedena Sin is to fulfill the Mitzvah properly. In other words, Lechatchila. Lechatchila you should give Kedena Sin. But certainly the name of Chala is. Uh, applicable to it, even if he gave less than shir in his sinah, which means even if he gave a small amount, bidiyeved, he is yoytza. The, the food becomes permissible, and the and the piece, separated piece becomes chala. The neida b'yehuda is mevari barucha. The neida b'yehuda has a lengthy discussion on this. In the sicha, the Rebbe is mekatzer, very much compared to the uh, to the length of the neida b'yehuda. But here is what he, what he says. 
there's one mitzvah, unlike the Ramban, for example, that says there's two separate mitzvahs here. Uh, uh, the Yehuda accepts that it's one mitzvah to separate challah and give it to the Kayin, but he sees two elements within this mitzvah. To remove the name Tavel. Tavel means something that was not yet finished, prepared to be eaten. Either because Trumas weren't taken or Mises weren't taken or Chala wasn't taken. So in order to remove the name Tavel off this dough and permit, make this dough permissible to eat, is one step. Based the Iker Mitzvah, the primary mitzvah, to give it to the Kayin. So number one, you have to separate the piece of challah from the dough. That's one thing. And that is to, to, to kasher the dough, to make the dough kasher to use, to eat. And number two, to take that piece and give it to the coin. To remove the word tavel, the name tavel off the dough, that there's no amount in the Torah. And even the minutest amount would exempt this dough and make it permissible to use. But to fulfill the mitzvah of giving it to the kayin, there has to be an amount. And the Nehidim Yudah says, what's that amount? Notice this is very important. The amount in order for it to be Kidei Nesina would be 148th, 124th, or 148th of an Isorin. Not yet a relative amount. This is a fixed amount. Regardless of how big the dough is, you would have to give an Atayda, you would give a 24th or a 48th, if it's a Balvais or a Nachtim, of an Isorin. So this is, so this is what the, what the is saying so far, that there's two, there's two aspects here. One is to remove uh, uh, the name Tevel, and to separate something over there, even a mashu is enough. That's why it says Keturum as Gaiden, as I will say in the Sikh in a moment. And then there's another aspect, which is to actually give this to the Kayin, and for that, a mashu is not enough. You have to give Kedai Nesina, and that would be a 24th or a 48th of an Isarain, a fixed amount. But in order to fulfill a Nesina Lekayin, Chachamim said it's not enough one twenty-fourth or one forty-eighth of an Isarin. Rather, you have to separate from each dough relative to its size. Abalabayis echad michavdalit von zayin Isa, unanachtim echad michavdalit von yadir Isa, the Balabayis, a twenty-fourth of his dough, and a nachtim, a baker, one forty-eighth from each of his doughs. This is continuing with the sheet of the Neidim Yehuda. After post, you get to get into the Moisa. Voice that's it. Now we're going to frush us. Chalaf, some other sandy savachila. The post, you get to the Mosgaidim, which is talking about separating the chalaf from the dough in order to make the dough permissible to eat. Is Rashi, Mefarish, Shalay Namar Boshir. Rashi says there's no shear. As we not tell you, there's no time of them can shear. No, the Chacham, we can give enough yet. There is a shear, if he got law. That is really isn't an amount that has to be done. Even a mashu is good. 
Mesus had the Chachamim did give an amount. And then on the second Pasuk, where it says that you should give to Hashem, when it comes to giving it to the Kayin, Hashem says, We didn't, we weren't told the amount. We didn't hear an amount. Therefore, the Torah says, We didn't hear an amount. That in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Nesina, even in Atoyer there's, there's an amount, an amount, not just a, a mashu, but a, a, either a 24th or a 48th of a Nisari. So these are the three explanations in Nashi. You have the Re'im that says that, 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 that in Atoyer a, a mashu was enough. And Kedai Nesina is Midrabanon, and, and, and the words Titnu, which Rashi Taitzah Kedai Nesina is an Asmachta, is just something to support the words of the Chachamim. The Gur Aryeh says that Milachatchila you have to give a Kedai Nesina, but Midyeved Mashu is enough. The Nei says that in order to be to the Mitzvah of Afrosha, of separating the Chala and taking off the name Tevel from the dough, a Mashu is enough. But in order to do an Asina, in order to be Kayim, then Asina Lakayim, you have to have Kedain Asina. And that is a 24th or a 48th of an Isarain, which has Kedain Asina. And then on top of that, Chachamim gave a shear that you have to give a relative to the dough, a 24th or a 48th of the dough. In Sifei, the Rebbe is going to show uh, 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 two things. First of all, I don't think it says, it says this clearly in the Sicha, but according to the Rebbe, this whole question is not a question. Be, according to the way the Rebbe touched Rashi, this question is not a question. Because even in the first Pasik, Rashi already said that there's a shear. Why is there a shear? Because it says the word Chalum. So even though, we, as we explained at length in Sif, in Sif Gimel, Sif Beis, sorry, Sif Gimel, Beis and Gimel, okay. That on the one hand it says Kiturumas Gaiden, so you know that the Midai said there's no shear, but it also says Chala, so there has to be some Khshivas, and therefore Chacham gave a shear, what is the Khshivas of Chala? So when it says Titnu, Kidei Nesina, it's just consistent with what he said previously, that it has to be a shear that is a Turtil, a Chala, Kidei Nesina, it's all the same thing. So this question of the Stira between the two Dashis, once once we understand this, the Rashi, the way the Rebbe explained, it's Bechlan, not a question. But in addition to that, in Sif Hay, the Rebbe is going to prove that according to what we said, some of these things that were said by the Nei Yehuda or by others are not Masim with Rashi Al-Pipsudu Mikra. And let's take one thing at a time. Das Rashi Al-Pipsudu Mikra. Al-Piyaz Bara Hanal is Mavur Aleph. Eich di Afroshim Midei Raisi is Mechayi Vachshibas. Chalut Turtil. The fact that the Nei Debi said that Midah Iraisek Etrumas Geiren Amashu is enough to be Mafkia Iser Tevel, it's not true. According to what we said, that even the Hafrasha has to be Chala, has to be a Turtil, so Amashu is not enough. Pirurin, crumbs, is not enough because the Torah says Chala Tarimu Truma, and therefore it has to be something that fits into the category of Turtil, of a Kuchen, of something, of substance. That's number one. Number two, is needs far Another very important point. The Nei Yehuda says that in the second pasuk we're already talking about the nesina lekayin. 
according to the way we understand, which is from where we learned that it has to be something of substance, similar at least to Kedai Nesina, is very from where it says, which is about the Hafrasha. Even the Hafrasha has to, has to be Chala. And therefore the Nostu Shir, the Shir that the Chachamim give is not about the Nesina Lakoyin. The, the, the Shir that the Chachamim gave is about the Hafrasha. The Tambe is a Yishlem of Pashtus. And the reason is, a people who do this mikra is mashma as nit nor diverted terimu truma la Hashem. Nor eich diverted from Satan posik titnu la Hashem truma redveg in the etz and mitzvah from the first truma la Hashem. If you look at the pashtup shot in the posik, both the first posik it says terimu truma la Hashem, and in the second posik it says titnu la Hashem truma. Again, la Hashem is mashma whether we're still talking about the Eibushter. We're not talking about the Kayin yet. We need to begin the Pula and the Sinu Lekayin, but we begin them and it's expected in another part of Parshas Kedach. We're not yet talking about giving to the Kayin. The night of this word was that the second Pasik is referring to the Sinu Lekayin. And therefore, he says, Kedai Nesina, because there has to be Kedai Nesina when you're giving it to the Kayin. So first of all, we said, that that even that the Kedai Nesina is even Mitzad Hafrasha. How do you see that? Because even in the second pasuk it says Titnu Hashem Truma. We're still talking about Truma to the Eibushter. Matnis Kuhuna, the giving to the Kohen, is discussed in Pashas Kedach. Vibald Echt in der Pasuk is sorry, I'm, I'm, I changed the tune. We need to begin the pulas and the sin of the Kohen. Vibald Echt in dem Pasuk is mefurish that says Hashem Truma. Also in this pasuk it says that's Hashem. So therefore, so therefore, number one. Midei Raisa, a a mashu is never enough, even mitzad the hafrosha, and even when it says kedai nesina, it's also still on the level of hafrosha and not yet nesina lekayin, because this entire discussion in these psukim is all about the the idea of hafrosha doing something for Hashem and not yet what's going to happen with the challah that is going to be given to the kayin, which is going to be discussed in Parshas Kairach. So in that case, why does it say the word titnu? Is this nor to clarify that since we weren't told the shear, therefore it has to be kidainasina? Now I'm gonna add something that this is my understanding of this, and I'm not sure if I'm correct. But this Rashi is coming specifically to negate the approach of the Neidah Behuda. The fact that it says, Titnu, La Hashem, Rashi is clarifying that even Mitzad the Hafrosha, which is La Hashem, even Mitzad the Hafrosha, a Masha who is not enough, and an Aspik Yedei Nesina, which is a Chala, a Turtil. The Neidah Behuda was saying that, Mitzad the Hafrosha, you have a Masha, and Mitzad the Yedei Nesina, you have to give Yedei Nesina. Which is Echad Michavdalid or Echad Mimimches of any sorry. Says Rashi, according to the Rebbe, no. Titnu means that Hashem, even Mitzad Afrosha, there has to be a Kedai Nesina. Why? Because it said, said before Chala. So therefore, we learned already that it has to be a Chshivas. So therefore, what you have to do is even Midai Raisa, you can't fight with the Mashu, even Mitzad Afrosha. Even Midai Raisa. Even by the Afrasha, you can't suffice with the Mashu and you have to give Kedai Nesina. We now change 
the direction a little bit. We're going to talk about Yenish Altera. Mostly is not so connected to uh, this this discussion of Echad Michavdal, Echad Mches of the Shiurim, but more the general idea of Chala. But in the, towards the end, we're going to learn something very beautiful about the different amounts that the Balabayis gives versus the baker. The Medr says, why is the parsha of Chalab juxtaposed to the parsha of Vedazara? That whoever fulfills, whoever upholds the mitzvah of Chalab, is as if he stopped Avedazara, he cancelled Avedazara, and someone who uh, uh, does not do the mitzvah of Chalab, it's as if he is supporting or upholding of a desire. This is totally not understood. Aleph, what's for the shaykhs of the mitzvah of Chala? The whole, what is the mitzvah of Chala? What is verbunden with an einfacher pulu, what is itut with an isa? Which is really a very simple act that he's doing with a piece of dough. How does that connect with Aleph, bitl of a desire, with getting rid of a desire? Beis, what is Yisayda, Amunu, Yisayda, Kala, Tirukula. Number one, Chala versus a desire. Number two, a simple uh, uh, mundane act compared to a fundamental act of faith or lack thereof in Torah. Another thing we don't understand. As if you're taking down the Aved or you're upholding the Aved It seems that we're talking about a pre-existing Aved idol. And through fulfilling the mitzvah of Chala, you're taking it down. You're upholding it. Even if Chala and Avedazara do have a connection between them, each other, should have said that if someone fulfills the mitzvah of Chala, he is denying Avedazara. Someone who does not do the mitzvah of Chala, as if he's worshipping idols or he's accepting idols. What's the Lashon Bittel and Kiyem? Here's the explanation. One of the explanations in the, in, the, in the meaning, the significance of the mitzvah of Chala, obviously according to Yenus Shaltera, according to Primius Shaltera, is that one of the one of the explanations in the meaning, the significance of the mitzvah, in order for a person to receive his livelihood and all of his needs, his necessities, which generally they're all included in the word dough. Actually, in American English, you say someone has dough, dough referring to money. So Isa and Parnassah is connected. Bread, food is the main point of livelihood. So in order for a person to have all of his livelihood taken care of, a person has to do the various different jobs of plowing, of planting, of cutting down the wheat, etc. The Gemara says in Shabbos that the Tana, when it talks about the prohibitions of Shabbos, it tells us the order of making bread. So besides knowing what we can do in Shabbos, we also learn from this how to make bread. So in order for a person a person to make dough, have parnasa, a person has to do all these various different jobs. Things that are necessary uh, in the natural order of events, whether a person is a yid or not. So, and a person can make a mistake and think, This is not connected anymore to the Yibishter. His parnasa is coming through his efforts, his natural efforts.
Even if a person was to believe that the Abishter is the one who designed this nature. When a person plants and sows, he receives his necessities. After the first time, but the just set up the system that a person has to work for his paranoia. After that, it's it's an auto it's an autopilot that uh, whatever a person does, that's what brings his paranoia. So a person could think that the just set up the world in a way that you, you work, you make money, and therefore the harder I work, the more money I make, and it's all dependent on me and not on the Ebrister Chasam. Then come the in the mitzvah of Chala, and therefore there's a lesson in the mitzvah of Chala. So that is to say, Chala Tarimu Truma Lashem. From the very beginning of your dough, you should separate Chala for the Eibister. Noch Eder Er Genist from the Eibister before he can benefit from the dough. And Er Kenter he acknowledges. Oh, Nos Kumter Rabbe Maisa. It comes down in an action as the Reishis. The very beginning, the Gansa as Chala from the Eibister. The very beginning of this dough. Bechlaus Alas and Esarchuis Canal and included in that is all of his necessities. Is Truma Lashem is separate for Hashem. Says Ni. It's not accomplished through his own efforts because of the rules of nature. It's the Abishter who gave you the ability to amass this wealth. That brings someone riches. Let's take this a step further. Since the Abishter is constantly renewing in every single moment. The, uh, the the works of creation that Abister is Mahavad the is bringing into into being from nothingness to somethingness in every single moment. Not only is the Abister's bracha being enclosed in nature and in the person's work. The whole nature and everything that he does is nothing. The entire existence of the whole nature and everything that the person does, every effort that a person makes in his business is all based, sustained by the Abishter's words that are constantly keeping it alive. It's not giving Chala as a charity. Especially as we said in the end of Seif, hey, that we're not even talking about the giving it to the Kayin. We're talking about doing it for the Abishter. He's giving it to Hashem because in truth it belongs to Hashem. He's acknowledging that everything that he has is from the Abishter. And if he's rich, it came from the Abishter. And if he has Parnassah, it's from the Baruch of the Abishter. And therefore he has to take off a piece of Chala to... to, to Express his acknowledgement and his recognition that everything that he has is from the Abishter. His very existence is from the Abishter. The Hine. Now let's talk about Vedazar. The Chetvin of Vedazar Echal Pinigla. Doesn't just mean that he actually bows down to an idol and accepts the idol as a deity. Even the very fact that a person could consider the various stars and constellations and the various other forces of nature that they have their own control and their own ability to give. Although he knows that the Abishar created them and the Abishar gave them the strength that they have. So, but a person gives 
any credence to these other forces of nature, it's a way disorder. The Remis is as Allah Nikhaiz and Tabel and Kinikhav Mazalis, then in Archegaras and Medachesabe. The truth is, is that all of these forces of nature and the stars and the constellations are just like an axe in the hand of the woodchopper. Which means to say it has no desire, no will, no choice of its own. It's just being used by the woodchopper. They don't have any strength. And they have no choice to change how much they give. They're just like a funnel through which the Abishter's flow is coming down. There can even be a more refined version of Avedazara. In the previous one, is a person thinking that the forces of nature have their own power. And a more refined, a more edel in a way, not only if a person recognizes the forces of nature as something, if he recognizes anything in the world as an independent entity, it's Avedazara. The truth is, there's nothing that exists outside of the Ebishter. So, is pshat, either in a more practical way, when a person thinks that the forces of nature have power, and a more refined way, when a person thinks that, the, that, that nature can exist independently without the Ebishter. In Welt, in in Welt, in the world, you can't tell that the Abishar is behind it. The world and, and, the, and the forces of nature seem to be independent. It's not obvious, and a person has to think into it, has to, has to contemplate on it, that there is a, an owner to this mansion, the world. As the Abister, if you're talking that the Abister is one who is in control of this world and everything that's upon it. When a fulfills when he reveals and acknowledges that the dough, the parnasa that he is receiving through his own efforts and through the natural uh, um, means are really coming from the Ebishter, is there durch the he breaks this, this myth. He breaks this idea that seems from the world that it is its own entity or it has the power to, and it, it has its own forces. But if somebody does not fulfill the mitzvah of he doesn't acknowledge that everything, all of his livelihood and all of his necessities are coming from the Ebishter. He's supporting of He is giving support, upholding. The fact that the forces of nature think of themselves as an independent entity, because he's accepting that the that the that the uh, the gift is coming from them, not from the Ebishter. If the person doesn't give challah, what's he saying? That 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 my parnas is coming from my own efforts, my own involvement in the natural order of things. That's a vidazara. He's supporting this myth that things can come from my own efforts, from the forces of nature, without the Ebishter. Nochmer. Even more than that. 
Even if someone forgot, even if it was an accident, the says, if I guessed up to certain challah, he forgot to separate challah. It's still supporting Avedazara. To forget is only something that's not in front of your face. Something that's in front of your face, can't forget, it's right there. So if you forgot to separate that means that in front of his face he's not acknowledging or recognizing or realizing that everything's on the Eibishter. He is supporting the idea that the world thinks of itself as its own independent entity. How? Because he, he, he didn't see it in front of his face. And because of that he forgot to give Chala. Separate Chala. So this is the explanation of this, this medrash connecting Chala and Abed Zarah. The Chala is there to remind a person and to express the person's recognition and acknowledgement that his Parnas is from the Eibishter. And if Chas V'Shalom can't do that, then he's supporting the the the, Zarah, the idea that the forces of nature and his own efforts in the world of nature can suffice to provide him with Parnas, which is, which is a, a, a form of Abed Zarah. Tess, the Rebbe is going to explain why there are amounts that a Balabais gives less and a, a gives more, a Nachtim gives less, and Bechlal, why is there an amount and why is a Mashu not enough? The Rebbe says very beautiful. Since Avedazar is also a Mashu, which means to say that once something was used for Avedazar, even if it's the smallest amount, it's already also to, to benefit from. Therefore, since Chala is the antidote to Avedazar, Avedazar is, is, is Bamashu, Chala is Bamashu, that you could, that once you have the minutest amount, you could be able to the mitzvah of Chala. On the other hand, this is referring to what the Rambam writes, how it all started out with the sun and the moon and the stars, etc. So therefore, in other words, once you look at a desire, even though it's Asr Mashu, but the way it's observed, the way it's worshipped is by giving it length and breath, by giving it an image, by giving it something that you can uh, 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 describe. So therefore, despite the fact that Midairaisa Chala has no shear, nevertheless, Chachamim gave an amount because it has to uh, contrast Avedazara. And since Avedazara is expressed on actual items and things, therefore Chala has to have a shear. There's body in them. So how do you explain this? On the one hand, it's Bemashu, on the other hand, it has some sort of form. Same thing with Chala. On the one hand, it's Bemashu, on the other hand, Chachamim give a shear. When you're coming from the soul, from the level of faith, Avedazara is in the smallest amount. In the person's faith level, there can't be any room for anything outside of the Abishter, even on the, on the smallest level. And therefore, on the positive, which represents the Amuna in the Ebishter, has no amount. It has no quantitative amount. On the one hand, it is, it has no shear, but it also it has to be something. It has to have, it has to be chala. It has to, qualitatively it has to be something, quantitatively it has no amount. 
because in Amuna, the Amuna has to be there. But inside the Amuna, there's no there's no shear. Once you draw this down from the level of emuna of faith, which is the essence of the soul, into the person's faculties, into his intellect, which is the term chachamim, from the word chachma, from the word wisdom, once the person has to process this in his brain, in his mind, just like Avedazara does have an amount, it is, it is, it could be a sun, a moon, or something like that. Therefore, also the chala, as it comes down into the person's seichel, into the person's grasp, it has to be uh, with a definition, it has to have parameters. And just like the Avedazara, which Chala is coming to address, doesn't just mean actually bowing down to idols, like we said earlier. Also, we said that even in his mind, a person could have a, could leave space thinking that the sources, that the forces of nature, as he gets used to depending on them, that they thinking that they have power. The river is in them. Since we're talking about the person's mind, it's not just that there has to be a shear because uh, uh, the is comes down in length and breadth, and therefore the shear of chala. It's more than that. What is what is the desire? could be in the person's head, and therefore also also how we fight that, how we combat that, is going to be. Uh, in the person's head, and therefore we're going to see a difference between balabayis and nachtim. Sif yud. Says the word of Chassidus, as a balaisik zeta shkacha pratis mervi ayeshev ayel. Chassidus tells us that a balaisik, a business person, a person that's engaged in commerce, sees the abishter's hand, the abishter's providence mervi ayeshev ayel more than a person sitting in yeshiva and learning. A balaisik that don't fashion the pulis or tzvadinin for a basic, a a business person has to do various different uh, 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 methods in order to. To make a profit. He has to buy the merchandise. He has to sell it. Which is all going to be dependent on the conditions of the time and the place. As the prices go up, as the prices go down. And in this you could see sometimes very openly that the Abishter who is in charge of everything is actually bringing him his success in his business. Prices could have gone down. Or could have stayed, and then he would have made X amount of dollars, and then all of a sudden the prices went up unexpectedly, and he made so much more money. Who did that? The Abishter. So the person that's engaged in the business world is seeing the hand of the Abishter in his livelihood every single day. Therefore, the business person sees the Abishter's involvement much more often and much more openly than. The, the person sitting and learning, which is parnasa, is more fixed and it's the, and it's prepared. As far as the learner is concerned, his check comes in every every month with Hashem's help, and uh, and he gets the same amount. It doesn't matter what's going on in the market. It doesn't matter what's going on here or there. He has his money that comes in. It may not be a lot of money, but it, but 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 it's the same thing every single time. So he doesn't appreciate as much. What goes in the, the involvement of the Abishter in is, is Parnasa. 
And the same thing we could say with regards to the Balabais versus the Nachtim. A Balabosta, near the Rebbe says, we're, we're talking to the, to the Jewish woman. As we know, in the mitzvah of Chala, like the mitzvah of Adlakas Nedis, and the mitzvah of Taras Mishpacha, were given specifically to the Nishay of Nes Yisrael. So when this Balabosta bakt Chala um breit for her house, when she's baking Chala or bread for her home, she doesn't know that much, not so involved in the details of how uh, and from where the, 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 the flour was purchased, the wood was purchased. For her, it comes ready-made. Meaning to say, someone went shopping, comes into the house, there's flour, there's wood, whatever is needed. She does not feel as much how this is connected to the Ebishter. She opens the pantry, things are there, she cooks, she bakes, of course she thanks Hashem, notice that as I feel, it's not saying she doesn't notice at all, but it may, it may not be as obvious as to the one who's hustling to try to make a buck. The shear is a larger shear, because for such a type of person, they need a greater awareness to not forget that it's coming from the Ebishter. However, Aish versus a Balaisik, a person that's in the business world. And Tutus Liparnasa, he's doing it for his livelihood. He has to buy and sell and all the other conditions of. The business world. He sees much more than Asher Chapratis. The Rebbe is providing his Parnasa. Therefore, a smaller amount suffices. Because even though it's a small amount, it's enough to protect him from making a mistake that this is coming through his efforts and coming through his, the natural, the forces of nature. So now, through this Yenus Shaltera, where Rashi is telling us that on the one hand there's no shear, on the other hand there is a shear, and the shear is different. Balabais and Nachtaim, it's it, 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 it's explained, it, it, it understood. There's no shear because Be'etzem Avedazara is a b'mashu, and therefore Chala, which is the antidote to Avedazara, is b'mashu. But Avedazara does have. Uh, parameters and the Rachala has to have parameters. But since Avidazara is not just in the action of it, but it's also in the mind, therefore the Balabais versus the Nachtim, the, Bala, the Balabais is mind. He needs more of uh, an assurance that he will not forget that of uh, Pratis, and therefore he gives a bigger portion. The Nachtim need, uh, uh, needs less of an assurance that they, not, they shouldn't forget Pratis, and therefore a smaller amount suffices. And through the midst of Chala, we should be zeichah that there should be a bracha in the house and bring the Avisus bracha and Aliyon Yabais to bring in the Avisus bracha in every aspect of the house as it is nikir v'Aliyon Yabais wearing a feared with the Avisus reveal that it should be obvious, it should be recognizable that everything in this house is being conducted according to the Avisus will. When Damot is eichta the bracha kipsuto in Kaljon Yabais and then you have the Avisus bracha literally in all of the aspects of the house with Banechayim Mizena with children with health and with sustenance Rivicha and all of them in abundance.